All right, more breaking news. An Illinois judge has just ruled that Donald Trump should be kicked off the ballot in the state. The judge there in Illinois writing that Trump is not eligible to be on the ballot because of his actions on January 6th. That makes Illinois the third state, along with Colorado and Maine, to use the 14th Amendment's insurrection ban to remove Trump from the ballot. Of course, that 14th Amendment case in Colorado is in front of the Supreme Court as I speak, waiting for a decision. Caitlin Polans is out front with more on this breaking news. And Caitlin, the thing about Illinois is uh, we're sitting here talking about a major decision on immunity from the Supreme Court. And out of left field <laughs> comes this ruling from Illinois. This is a surprise move. What is the Illinois judge saying? It is. This is about Donald Trump and his ability to be on the ballot as a candidate because of what he did in the 2020 election after that election and on January 6th. This judge in Cook County, Illinois, is writing quite clearly her decision here that the Illinois State Board of Election shall remove Donald J. Trump from the ballot for the general primary election on March 19th, upcoming in a couple weeks, or cause any votes cast for him to be suppressed. Now, there's some things in this decision today that are going to put that on hold initially. But, Aaron, it's quite a clear decision. And this decision from Illinois, it hops on board of what the Colorado Supreme Court has already done and said. That case that now is up at the U.S. Supreme Court, where Colorado was that state through the court system, looked at the evidence around January 6th and deemed Donald Trump to be an insurrectionist and someone ineligible to be on the ballot for president. Illinois says exactly the same thing here. Okay, so now Illinois coming, and as I said, in a surprise move saying this, as this the, the broader question about the 14th Amendment's in, in front of the Supreme Court. So what does this mean for that? What happens next, Caitlin? Aaron, Donald Trump's team is gonna need to move quickly to appeal that is the first thing that's laid out here. They have two days, according to this order, to get everything paused, having him removed from the ballot or having votes in the March 19th primary not counted for him. So they got to go to the appeals court in Illinois for two days. The state is going to continue to look at it. And then so much is at stake at the U.S. Supreme Court. They already are looking at what Colorado did to remove him from the ballot, how that could also f affect the third state that has removed Trump from the ballot, Maine. That wasn't in a judicial proceeding. That was by the people who oversee the elections there. But the U.S. Supreme Court is ultimately going to have to come down on is this something that states even can do in their primary elections? And would someone like Donald Trump potentially qualify? Is the office of the presidency something that is applicable when you're looking at the insurrectionist clause of the U.S. Constitution? So all of that is at stake here. In this decision, it's not on hold waiting for the U.S. Supreme Court to rule. So if they take a very long time and the Illinois state courts say, no, he can be removed from the ballot, then that may be it as far as their primary goes. But there is going to be all eyes on the Supreme Court and what they do and how quickly they do it, too. Erin? All right. Thank you very much, Caitlin. I appreciate it. Uh, with, with all of this breaking developments, I want to go now to Eric Swalwell, uh, Democratic congressman, of course, from the state of California. Uh, congressman, this decision first here that just came out of Illinois was completely unexpected. Uh, today. Uh, so now you've got three states banning Trump from being on the ballot. The Colorado case is in front of the Supreme Court. They have yet to make a decision. Um, are you surprised to hear this decision from the judge in Illinois? Well, knowing the facts of the case, Aaron, and having been uh, on the floor when Donald Trump uh, incited and aimed the mob that 
paused the, the counting of the vote and, and led to the violence, uh, I'm not surprised that a judge would find that he's disqualified because he committed insurrection, which of course the Constitution says if you do that, you can't be on the ballot. Uh, Aaron, I, I don't know uh, if your v viewers know this, but I was the only member who testified in the Colorado case. Uh, and I did that a little bit reluctantly because uh, I'm competitive and I want to beat Donald Trump and the idea of MAGA, and I want to do that this November because I think doing that uh, is the best reset uh, we can have for democracy. But a plain reading of the Constitution suggests that if you commit insurrection, and it, it seems you know, pretty clear that he did, that you can't be on the ballot. And so I look forward you know, to our Supreme Court resolving it, and however they decide, I will accept that, uh, and we'll move to November. So they're going to decide that, and there had been some congressmen, and obviously you as being on the Judiciary Committee, as you say, testifying in the Colorado case, uh, attorney yourself, uh, some had thought that they would pair the two decisions, that they would come out and maybe unanimously say that Trump actually should be allowed to be on the ballot and put that to the voters, therefore, uh, in Colorado, and at the same time say, you know what, we don't need to hear the immunity case. We're going to let those three judges' uh, decision that Trump is, is not immune from criminal prosecution stand, and we're going to let Jack Smith's case go ahead. They've not done that, right? They have, they have chosen not to do that. They took three weeks to make a decision in the immunity case, and now they're not hearing oral arguments till April 22nd. It appears very clear on the calendar that we're being given that that means that there will not be a verdict in the January 6th case before Election Day. Have you had a chance to process this? Uh, yes, and, and, and what this all tells me is that our system, our constitution, our rule of law was not built uh, for a legal terrorist like Donald Trump. He is a professional litigant. He has been a part of thousands of cases, uh, and he knows all of the tactics of uh, delay, delay, delay. And, you know, we're just not built, you know, to respond, you know, to someone who threatens our constitution, our democracy, our rule of law. But we have to accept whatever outcome. But that doesn't mean we're helpless you know, to try and legislate and make sure in the future we're more responsive. So if there's an issue around the 14th Amendment and the process in place now, we should anticipate that someone may come along and try and do this again and put a process uh, that's better and put that process in place. Adam Schiff, my colleague on the Judiciary Committee. Yeah, let's go ahead. Uh, sorry, that might have, been, might have been something else that you were hearing, but I do want to ask you yeah. something else, Congressman, and that is about yeah. where you spent your day today. I mean, there's, there's so <laughs> many developments here tonight yeah. in breaking news. Hunter Biden, uh, yeah. President Biden's son, emerged. He had six hours of testifying behind closed doors, right? He, he was forced by Republicans to sit for a deposition. This was all part of the Republican-led efforts to impeach President Biden. Uh, Republicans are now admitting that that effort is not moving forward. But you were there today. You were behind the closed doors for those six hours. What did you learn? Uh, nothing new. Uh, in fact, uh, this is the end of the impeachment uh, effort. I, I saw, you know, the, the time of death today because they have nothing uh, and I would be surprised if they brought this forward. But don't take that from me, Aaron. Take that from someone who was in the room on the Republican side. Daryl Issa described it as a big nothing. And so it's time to fund the government, fund Ukraine, the needs in the Middle East, uh, and take on the issues at the border uh, and what people really care about and what matter. But uh, there's nothing new here, just a continuation of not accepting Joe Biden as a president and cruelly trying to go after his son. All right. Thank you very much, Congressman Swalwell. I appreciate your time.